Thomas and Friends Storytime Spooky Sodor Tales Starring Thomas, Henry, Gordon, Emily and a steam troll Based on the railway series by the Reverend W. Audrey Created by Britt Allcroft Read by Mark Morahan and Friends This is the story about Thomas the Tank Engine A cheeky little blue steam engine With six small wheels a short stumpy funnel, a short stumpy boiler, and a short stumpy dome. He is the number one engine on the Fat Controllers Railway and has a whistle that sounds like this. So now you've met the hero of our story, let's begin our journey. All aboard for a big adventure! Thomas and the Dinosaurs one bright winter morning, Thomas the Tank Engine was puffing along his branch line with Annie and Clarabel. Thomas often liked to tell his two coaches that he wasn't scared of anything. Nothing scares me, Thomas peeped. Annie and Clarabel just smiled. They were used to Thomas showing off. That evening, the fat controller had an important job for Thomas. He needed Thomas to work all through the night, delivering urgent supplies to the docks. The sun had set and the stars had come out when Thomas set off. He had never been out so late before or seen Sodor looking so dark before. As Thomas arrived at the docks, he saw the huge dark shape of Cranky the Crane looming over him. This gave Thomas a bit of a scare. But then Thomas saw something even more terrifying. A little way out to sea was a ship and on the deck Thomas could see the dark shape of a gigantic creature with three horns on its head and spikes along its back. Thomas thought the creature was attacking the ship. Thomas didn't wait around to see what happened next. Help! Help! He shouted and he puffed as fast as he could all the way back to Tidmouth Sheds. At the sheds, Thomas tried to tell James and Percy what he'd seen at the docks. But James and Percy wouldn't listen to him. You're just trying to scare us, said James. The next night, James was passing the docks when he caught sight of something in the darkness. It looked like the head of a large, scary creature. James could see a gigantic mouth full of sharp teeth. Help! Help! James cried out. He whisked away from the monster as fast as he could, back to the sheds to tell the other engines what he had seen. Percy set out the next evening to deliver the night mail. He had heard Thomas and James's tales about monsters at the dock, but he didn't believe them. They're both just trying to scare me, Percy told himself bravely. But as Percy passed the docks, a huge shadow fell across the tracks. Percy looked up in fright. High above Percy stood a huge creature, a dinosaur with an enormous body a very long tail and a very long neck. But Percy didn't steam away. Instead, he looked again. Percy could see that the dinosaur wasn't moving and it wasn't breathing. 
the dinosaur wasn't real. Percy was very relieved and he went happily on his way. He had never felt so big and brave before. The next day, the fat controller went to speak to Thomas, James and Percy. I've heard that some of you have had a bit of a scare, he said. The creatures you saw aren't anything to be scared of. They're models for the new dinosaur park. And I'd like you three engines to deliver them. If you're not too scared, that is. <laughs> Thomas, James and Percy worked hard all day. The horned spiky triceratops. The fierce Tyrannosaurus with the sharp teeth. And the long-necked, long-tailed Diplodocus were all delivered to their new home. The next day, the dinosaur park was open to the public and Thomas took the first visitors to see the model dinosaurs. The children squealed and shouted with terrified delight. There's nothing to be scared of, Thomas reassured them. Look at me, he peeped. I'm not scared. Percy overheard Thomas and he chuckled to himself. The end. This is a story about Henry the Green Tender Engine. Henry is a kind, gentle engine, although he can be a bit of a worrier. Henry is the number three engine on the Fat Controllers Railway and has a whistle that sounds like this. So now you've met the hero of our story, let's begin our journey. All aboard for a big adventure! Henry in the Dark it was a cold winter afternoon when Henry puffed into the steamworks. Hello everyone! Henry was very excited. He was going to get a nice new coat of green paint. Victor the steamworks engine was waiting for him. Oh, hello Henry! As you can see, we are very busy today. But if you could just wait here, I'll get Kevin to fetch your new paint. Kevin! Kevin the mobile crane arrived, in a big hurry as usual. Kevin, stop rushing. Please go and get Henry's new paint. New paint. Right, I'm on it, boss. Oops. <laughs> Kevin rushed off and he came back with some large tins of green paint. There you go, Henry. But Kevin had been in such a rush he had brought the wrong paint. This was special paint that glowed in the dark. This special paint wasn't supposed to be used on engines. It was for painting railway signs to make them glow in the dark so that engines could see the signs at night. Thanks, everyone. Soon the job was done and Henry left the steamworks looking splendid in his new coat of paint. He was very happy and very green. Henry puffed proudly on his way to Brendam Docks. But as the sun went down and it began to get dark, something strange began to happen. Henry's new paint started to glow. Thomas was just finishing his last job of the day when he saw Henry coming towards him. But Thomas didn't recognize Henry. 
What's that? As Thomas got nearer, he saw a strange, eerie-looking engine, glowing bright green in the darkness of the night. <gasps> a ghost! Thomas was scared. He quickly swerved onto a siding and hid behind some bushes. As Henry passed by, he wondered where Thomas had gone. That's strange. I'm sure I saw Thomas, said Henry to himself, and he continued on his way. Then Henry saw James. Ah, there's James. But when James saw Henry, the sight of this glowing ghostly engine frightened him too. James raced away from Henry as fast as he could. <laughs> Henry was very confused. What? Where did he go? I don't understand. James hadn't gone far when he met Gordon. He tried to warn Gordon about the ghost train he had seen. Watch out, Gordon! There's a ghost train ahead! <laughs> Don't be ridiculous! There's no such thing as a ghost train! But even if there was, I wouldn't be afraid of it! And Gordon wished on his way. Silly little engines! Fancy being frightened of a... Then Gordon saw Henry, the ghastly green engine. Uh. <laughs> and Gordon raced away as fast as he could. When Henry arrived at Brendam Docks, his glowing paint scared Cranky the dockside crane. Cranky closed his eyes and wished that the ghost train would go away. Cranky, what's wrong? Why is everyone running away from me? Henry asked. Cranky heard Henry's voice and opened his eyes. Henry? Saucy Porter, it's only Henry! Called Cranky. The two dockside engines crept out from behind some crates. Henry? Why are you glowing? Ah, all lit up like a lighthouse. I don't know what any of you are talking about. Puzzled Henry. Wait there and I'll show you. Cranky used his hook to pick up a large sheet of shiny metal. Then he held it up like a mirror in front of Henry. Henry could see his reflection, glowing green in the darkness. Oh, wow. I must have been painted with the wrong paint. That's why everyone was running away from me. They must have thought I was a ghost train. <laughs> Henry was still chuckling to himself as he coupled up to the cargo train, the Flying Kipper. It was morning when Henry arrived back at Tidmouth Sheds. It wasn't dark, so Henry's paint wasn't glowing anymore. Henry wanted to tell everyone about what had happened. Good morning, everyone. I have something funny to tell you all. But no one wanted to listen to Henry. They were all too busy talking about the ghost train. That ghost train must be the scariest thing I've ever seen, said Thomas. Emily wanted to know if Henry had seen the scary train. You must have seen it, Henry. You've been out all night. Well, the thing is, I bet Henry was shaking in his smoke box. We all know what a scaredy engine you are, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Henry wanted to show the other engines he wasn't scared. 
I'm not scared of that ghost train, and yes, I have seen it, but it didn't frighten me at all. And Henry huffed to the back of the sheds. The next night, while Henry was out pulling the flying kipper, all the other engines made sure they were back at Tidmouth sheds early. Nobody wanted to go out in the dark while the ghost train was about, but Percy was supposed to collect the mail train. I'm not going out tonight. You'll have to take the mail train, Thomas. Me? <laughs> I'm not doing it. How about Edward? I'm not setting one wheel out there in the dark. Just then, the fat controller arrived. What's wrong with you all? Somebody has to deliver the mail. Gordon! Uh, I'm not actually frightened, sir. It's just I'm having trouble with my boiler. Otherwise, I'd be happy to help. Well, if Henry is out there pulling the flying kipper, surely one of you can take the mail train. Thomas was worried about Henry. <gasps> Henry? Out there all alone? With that terrifying ghost train? He's so brave. You silly engines! I'm telling you all for the last time, there is no such thing as a ghost train. Then Henry arrived, still glowing brightly in the darkness. <coughs> when the fat controller saw Henry the ghost train, he jumped into a pile of coal. <coughs> the engines quickly hid in the sheds. Henry smiled his biggest smile. Only me, he said. When the engines heard Henry's voice, they slowly came out of the sheds. Henry? You mean you're the ghost train? Why didn't you tell us? I tried to, but you all laughed at me and said I was a scaredy engine. The fat controller scrambled out from the pile of coal. Well, it's perfectly obvious what's happened, isn't it? Is it? Asked Gordon. Of course, Henry must have been painted with the wrong kind of paint. The fat controller explained. You'll need to return to the steamworks first thing in the morning and get yourself repainted with some proper green paint. Yes, sir. I shall, sir. Henry promised. However, since you were the only engine working tonight, you'll receive a glowing report. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Thomas and the Steam Troll One bright sunny day, Thomas was sent to the scrapyard to collect trucks full of old metal and broken machinery to take to the ironworks. One scoop or two? said Reg the scrapyard crane. Um, two, please, said Thomas. Reg dropped the old metal into Thomas's trucks. Now be careful on your way to the ironworks, Thomas. You don't want to take the wrong turn and end up crossing that rickety old bridge. Rickety old bridge? On account of the steam troll who lives underneath it. A steam troll? Yeah. It's made of rock and metal, with big red eyes and steam coming out of its ears. <laughs> and it's got giant claws, <laughs> just like mine. Giant claws? 
Reg scooped up some more scrap with his claw and dumped it into another truck. Thomas pulled away with the trucks and as he travelled to the ironworks, he tried to convince himself there was no such thing as steam trolls and Reg must have been making it up. Yes, that's it. Reg was making it all up, just for fun. Not long after, Thomas came to a junction. Next to the junction was a wonky hand-painted sign which read, This way to the ironworks. Thomas remembered what Reg had said about taking the wrong turn and grateful for the directions, he followed the sign. But the track became so overgrown with weeds and dangly tree branches that Thomas could barely see where he was going. As he rounded a bend, the overhanging leaves parted to reveal ahead of him a rickety old bridge. Oh dear, I must have taken the wrong turn after all. Thomas then wondered about the steam troll. And as he approached the bridge, he looked down below it. But he couldn't see anything. Just a river. Of course I can't see a steam troll. That's because steam trolls don't exist. And with that, Thomas picked up speed and headed onto the rickety old bridge. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack went the sound of Thomas's wheels. Suddenly, a voice boomed from below. Who's that clickety-clacking across my bridge? Thomas gasped. Uh, who's that? The voice boomed again. I said, who's that clickety-clacking over my bridge? Thomas sped up. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. It's me, Thomas, and I'm delivering this scrap to the ironworks. Suddenly, a giant made of rock and metal clambered up onto the bridge ahead of Thomas. It had giant claws, big red eyes, and steam coming out of its ears. The steam troll. Reg was right. Thomas slammed on his brakes. Now I'm coming to grind you up. Grind me up? Yes, I'm a steam troll and I need you to make my puff. The steam troll stomped towards Thomas. Thomas had to think of something fast, very fast. But you don't want to grind me up. Look at me, I'm tiny. I would hardly make enough puff for a giant like you. You'd be better to wait for the next engine, who's much, much bigger than me, with a huge boiler, full of puff. The steam troll came to a stop and loomed over Thomas. Full of puff, you say? Oh, yes, lots and lots of puff. The steam troll considered this. Oh, very well. Be off with you. And with that, the steam troll stepped aside. And Thomas, much relieved, clickety-clacked away and onto the ironworks. Oh, bye. Meanwhile, the steam troll returned to his cave beneath the bridge, where he sat and waited. Not long after, there came a chuffing sound. 
and emerging from the overhanging tree branches came Emily, a much bigger engine than Thomas. She started to cross the bridge. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Suddenly, a voice boomed from below. Who's that clickety-clacking over my bridge? Emily was surprised and puzzled. I beg your pardon? Whose bridge? My bridge. The steam troll clambered up onto the bridge ahead of Emily, forcing her to break. Now I'm coming to grind you up. The steam troll stomped towards Emily. But Emily being very sensible had something else on her mind. <laughs> Just a minute. I think you'll find this bridge is part of the Sodor Railway and therefore belongs to the Fat Controller. <laughs> and furthermore, by stepping out in front of me, you're breaking the rules of the Railway Code. Rules? Yes, Clause 2A clearly states that any object placed deliberately or accidentally on the tracks could be very dangerous and more importantly, can cause confusion and delay. The steam troll scratched his head, confused. Delay? So please step aside. I have important work to do, and I would suggest you do the same. The steam troll considered this. Very well. Be off with you. He said, trying to sound tough and troll-like. And Emily clickety-clacked away. Cheerie bye now. Meanwhile, the steam troll returned to his cave under the bridge, where he sat and waited and rubbed his head. She made my brain hurt. Not long after, there came another chuffing sound. And emerging from the overhanging tree branches came Gordon. An even bigger engine than Emily. When the steam troll saw him, he became very excited. Oh, finally, an engine large enough to fill my belly and give me lots of puff. <laughs> Gordon raced onto the rickety old bridge. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. The steam troll delighted by his approaching meal, clambered up onto the track ahead of Gordon. Who's that clickety-clacking over my express coming through? Called Gordon. <coughs> Went the steam troll as Gordon bumped into him. <coughs> Went the steam troll as he flew over the side of the bridge. Oh! went the steam troll as he landed on his bottom in the river below. Not fair. I don't like living here. Those engines are hard work. I'm going to find something different to grind down to make my puff, like rocks or trees or maybe garbage. Ooh, stinky garbage. Now there's a treat! <laughs> Yummy! <laughs> and with that, the steam troll stomped away. 
and was never seen or heard of again. The end. Listen out for other adventures with Thomas and Friends Storytime. Parents, if you like what you heard, please leave us a review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tell your friends too. Thomas and Friends is a registered trademark of Galane Thomas Limited.